to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one ritually pure page of Talmud every day. And if today's page had a theme song, it would be hands, touching hands, because in today's page, we learn something very interesting about purity and touching and, well, our hands. Let's read. Apropos ritual purity and impurity in the temple, the Gemara cites that we learned in a Mishnah there. The sages testified about the case of a needle that was found in the meat of an animal that was led through water, that the knife and the hands that touched the needle are ritually pure, but the meat is impure, as the needle might have been impure. If the needle was found in the secretions of the animal's stomach, everything is pure, as secretions do not transfer impurity to the meat. Rabbi Akiva said, We were privileged to learn a novel halacha from here, which is that there is no impurity of hands in the temple, as in this case the hands did not become impure upon contact with the needle. Reading this bit made me immediately want to turn to someone I know very well and love very much, who probably would disagree with Rabbi Akiva and probably would say that hands touching anything that could be even remotely ritualistically impure means that you have to go and basically dip them in a bucket of Purell. Hello to you, my lovely wife, Lisa Ann Sandel. Hello to you, Liel. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would be very grateful if you described to our listeners the philosophy known in our house as things touching things. Yes, well, that theme song was a little bit triggering for me. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, and raw chicken certainly gives me anxiety. And yes, I encourage good hand-washing hygiene all the time. Now, because I come from the same geographic and emotional area as Rabbi Akiva, it should be said that when we got married, the notion of washing hands was what to me? An unknown concept? A completely foreign territory. Yes. This is this is not something that, that, that my people in Israel do. We, we never wash hands. And so how did that make you feel? Anxious and uncomfortable. And I had to train you to wash your hands after handling raw meat and to wash your hands basically like whenever you came into the apartment after coming from outside. There was a lot of training involved. Now, let's let's get to the bottom of this because, you know, of course, in today's stuff, like always, there are very particular specific uh, halachot or Jewish law that have to do with, you know, impurity and ritual impurity and, and how it is passed on and how it's not. But I think as always in the Talmud, there's, there's a kind of a good metaphor to think about. I think the rabbis are telling us a lesson that, that I want you to sit down and listen to for a second, which is basically this. Don't worry about it. Your hands touching an object that may, you know, especially, you know, they state here a needle, a very small type of thing. They do not then become impure. It's fine. Are you at all convinced by this? You know, I would like to be, but I don't think it is in my nature to get over this. Because I'll tell you, like when we go to a museum back before COVID or the Crayola factory and I take the kids into the public restroom and they touch things, there is no amount of Purell or Talmudic wisdom that will ever convince me that their hands are not impure after they have touched anything. And therefore must be cleansed. Correct. So so here's a question for you. You know, you have lived with this uh, philosophy for, for a long time about the need for extra caution with transmission of impurity and the need for washing hands. And so before we wrap up, let me just ask you this. Here we are 
in the days of COVID, and, and it seems like the world in a kind of world historical way kind of confirmed everything you've been saying all along, right? <laughs> all, all your anxiety now seems to be uh, just common sense, good, good policy. Do, do you feel sort of vindicated? I don't know if I feel vindicated. I don't know if that's the word I would use, but, you know, I come from a long line of hypochondriacs and germaphobes, and I know that I let my anxiety get the better of me, and I know that I'm not always being rational around this stuff, but I do feel like given everything that's happening in the world, given all the stress that we're under, given, you know, what we hear day in and day out in the newspapers, on the news, on the web, like it's everywhere. Wash your hands. The germs could be anywhere. You can't go into a store without worrying. You can't go into your friends and family's homes without worrying. It's a horrible feeling, but I guess a little bit I do feel like when I tell the kids and when I tell you to wash your hands, I do feel like, okay, now I've got the whole world backing me up and saying, yes, that is correct. I don't celebrate being correct, obviously. You know, I, I rue it and I look forward to the days when we can go back into Riverside Park and I can feel like it's all right to dig around in the dirt here in this crowded New York City park because we're outdoors, whereas right now I feel like I don't know. Is there COVID in the park soil? Although in, in our dirt, uh, if we find a needle, it's of a very different nature than the one Rabia Akiva mentioned. Yes, exactly. Uh, but but I think you make a good point here, right? Is that you mentioned the difference between our world and the rabbis. I mean, they lived in a world in which the pure and the impure, the necessity to create these boundaries mattered, right? Because they were all so intertwined. In our world, in which we've taken such steps to push back Anything that is unclean, that is disgusting, that is foul, is unseen to us, right? We don't actually, for the most part, most of us don't have any kind of access to these processes, which could create anxiety, right? Because then it's virtually unknown. We have not seen slaughterhouses the way that people living in the Talmudic times would have seen all the time. We don't come in contact with death or with impurity in quite the same way. This is a good point. Lisa Ann Sandel, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you very much, Leo. I will go wash my hands now. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.